Welcome to the Association 4.0 podcast, your association's no-fluff playbook to navigating and thriving in Industry 4.0 or the digital marketplace. Each week, we bring expert insights to help you and your association stay ahead of the curve. Hello, my name is Sherry Budziak, and I am the host of this week's podcast. I'm here today with Bill Elliott. Bill is the president and CEO of the Wisconsin Hotel and Lodging Association. I'm so excited to have Bill here today to talk to us about his leadership during um, and post this pandemic. Um, So thank you for joining us today, Bill, and I'm really excited to talk with you. Yeah, thanks for having me, Sherry. I'm I'm excited to be here. It's uh, uh, it's been quite a quite a year and year and a half in the hotel world. So I'm I'm happy to share with you what I what I can. That's great. So can you tell our audience a little bit about you and the organization? Sure. Um, I'll start with the organization. Um, We're celebrating our 125th anniversary this year as a trade association for the hotel and lodging industry in Wisconsin. Um, Right now, we're right around 500 members strong throughout the state. And, um, you know, we represent everything from the the, the small cabins up on the lakes and and up north Wisconsin to the the huge hotel convention centers and everywhere in between. So we serve as the voice of the lodging industry. And, you know, we advocate on behalf of our members and um, try to try to help educate and and give them the resources they need to, uh, you know, run the best lodging facilities that they can. Um, uh, on the personal side, um, uh, I uh, have been in the association management world since about 2007. Um, I actually started here with Wisconsin Hotel and Lodging Association uh, as their membership person, um, and I left in 2011. Uh, and that's when I, I went on to um, get the executive level experience uh, with some AM, with an AMC. Uh, and I came back here to WHLA as their president and CEO, uh, I guess it would have been June of last year. So right in the, in the middle of the pandemic. Oh, um, wow. So yeah, it was an interesting time to come back to the hotel uh, lodging industry. But, uh, you know, uh, w- with all the all the dark days that we've had, uh, I have to say it's been a, a very fun and rewarding experience, and I, I really enjoy being a part of this industry. So, that's great. Well, you guys, you got hit on both sides from the association and the uh, you know the meetings on both sides, right? Both for your members and yourselves. Um, you know, kind of tell me a little bit about that experience. Like you said, obviously, you kind of came in there right in the midst of everything that was going on. Um, tell us a little bit about maybe, you know, that experience and what's going on in the hotel industry um, right now. Sure. Well, that, that experience, uh, certainly a, a very interesting one and, and certainly one that I'd never want to live through again, but uh, <laughs> you know, I was really lucky, I guess, that the way it timed out, um, in terms of um, you know coming in in June, the, the, the hardest initial piece of the pandemic had, had been figured out, if you can call it that, um, by my predecessor who came back as an interim CEO. So she had about 25 years of experience uh, and, and was the perfect person to have uh, kind of driving the ship at that point. Um, you know, she she really helped our members understand things like the, um, the um, uh, PPP uh, and all of the type of aid that was available as, as that was getting released. Um, helped with the restrictions uh, back when when the state was shut down, and you know, how did that um, how did that apply to the lodging industry? So um, I was really lucky that we had somebody as skilled as her to to lead that piece of it. 
Um, of course, it was still going on and it's still going on today. Uh, a, a lot of um, a lot of what we do revolves around COVID right now and, and the, the struggles our industry has had from it. Um, but, um, you know, when when I came in, um, you know, I think things were just starting to open up a little bit again and and, um, and businesses were starting to go back. Um, the hotel uh, community in Wisconsin and in, in the lodging industry was never shut down in terms of um, being a, a because we were an essential business. So um, we were allowed to stay open, but um, but that didn't mean people were traveling. Right. I, I think um, if I remember correctly, our, our worst month. Uh, was April of, of 2020, um, and our occupancy rates are around 19%, which is just unheard of in the hotel world, and you certainly can't sustain a business that way. Um, so, so coming in, um, you know, we just like every other association out there, I think we were really optimistic that things were turning around, that by fall we'd be getting back to normal again and associations would be having their meetings, including us. We had our annual conference scheduled for November and we wanted to show the world that we could safely meet and bring associations and, and businesses and, and everybody back together again. Um, and that just didn't happen. Um, obviously we all know what happened in the, in the COVID story. And, and you know, our, our, our main goal is to keep our, our our clients and our um, our staff safe. So um, we did decide that we had to um, had to uh, uh, cancel the November meeting, and, and we had a meeting in March instead. Um, but uh, you know that just just like every other association out there, it's a big part of what we do is bringing people together and educating them and networking and and all of the fun stuff that is is a part of an annual meeting. So um, you know we have an, as an association have gotten to ride the same roller coaster that that other associations have um but then on top of that our members are, are riding that along with us because they're the ones that host so many of these events and and so many of these these association meetings so it's uh it, it's certainly been interesting I, I think um you know things are are getting better slowly uh and maybe taking a, a slight little dip here with a delta variant but um, you know, this summer we've seen very strong leisure travel, um, which, quite honestly, has has kept the lights on for a lot of properties in Wisconsin. Um, you look at areas like Door County or Manaqua or the you know the North Woods of Wisconsin. Um, you know, they uh, sometimes had record summers. They they had a lot of demand for you know drivable vacations. Uh, and then, as you can imagine, those hotels that were that, that really focus on the business traveler, that focus on association business or, 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 or corporate business. Um, those are the ones that are still struggling and limping along today, oftentimes trying to find the leisure traveler to help help fill some of those gaps. So, you know, we're certainly not, not out of the woods yet. Um, we don't project that we'll be back to 2019 um, uh, numbers until 2024 at the earliest. So- oh, wow. Got a got a long ways to go. Well, the well the pandemic. I'm sorry. Well, the 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 leisure travel really helped us out. Um, there are a lot of hotels. I think the national number is more than 50 percent of of revenue in the hotel business comes from business travel. So, um, with business travel down as as much as it is, um, and to put that in context, we 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 project we're losing more than 600 million dollars this year in lost business travel compared to 2019. Um, and that's about two thirds of what we normally do. You know, usually it's just around $960 million in business travel. So um, that's a huge amount of revenue that's just vanished from, um, 
from our industry. But again, it's it's slowly creeping its way back up, and we're hopeful that um, you know as more people uh, uh, get vaccinated, um, as um, as we work our way through it, um, that that uh, that we'll see that business travel return again. So tell me a little bit, Bill, about you know obviously your industry kind of took this big hit early on. Um, did you do anything that, you know, to kind of help your, the 500 members that you have or, or change anything? You said you, you had to cancel your in-person meeting. Uh, you know, did you do any programs or anything? I'm assuming virtually. Um, talk to us a little bit about that. Sure. I, I think uh, you'll, you'll find that you'll get a similar answer from me than, than you would from pretty much any other association executive you yeah. talk to. Um, you know, we did online webinars. Uh, we called it our In It Together program. And um, we, we, we did education uh, around what was going on and, and what you can do to keep people safe. Uh, things like the, um, the National American uh, uh, Hotel and Lodging Association partnered with all the states and some scientists and whatnot to put together a safe stay initiative. So we wanted to make sure people knew the, the proper procedures and cleaning and all that kind of stuff. So we tried to get as much information out to our members in any way that we could. So uh, from our email blasts and newsletters to, to new webinars, um, we, we served as a resource to, uh, 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 to help people understand what was going on. We also did um, uh, virtual town halls um, with uh, uh, legislative leaders. Um, both at the federal level and at the state level, and those were well received uh, uh, too. Um, you know, we couldn't uh, couldn't go to the Capitol and knock on doors, uh, and it made it easier for people to be able to connect with their, their legislators. So, so that worked out well. Um, we also took the opportunity to kind of just take a, a step back um, and and look at some of our internal systems, and you know, while things were a little bit different, how can we retool what we're doing to try to be more efficient and affect more change moving into the future. So, um, you know, in the back, uh, behind the scenes, we were we were working with new technologies and trying to just be more efficient um, with a, a smaller staff than we had before. So, yeah, yeah, that's great. I know as everybody was trying to shift and and do things differently, it was taking a lot of staff time. Um, so I think it was it was that opportunity of we're not going to add staff, but how do we optimize what we currently have. So I guess that was an opportunity for everyone <laughs> during these challenging times. Um, so Bill, kind of how has this experience changed your thoughts or has it changed your thoughts on the future of the association industry? Um, it, to be honest, uh, I don't think it's changed my thoughts in a, in a major way. Um, I do think we're going to see more online education and some of these quick meetings uh, you know, on, on Zoom. But um, especially for um, associations that are focused on, um, uh, on networking, um, I think it's just, it, it's too hard to replicate online. I've, I've pretty much all the association folks I talk to um, can't wait to get away from their Zoom screens and, and be back in a ballroom again and, and talking to people and having a beer and doing, doing what we do <laughs> when, we're, yeah. when we're networking. Um, so I, I, I don't think that, you know, this, this virtual world is going to replace that, but I do think there's going to be a lot more virtual options out there. Um, and, and that's the, that's the major change that I see. But, um, if anything, I think there's, there's, uh, uh, what I see anyway, there's a hunger or a pent up demand for, for, for more in-person events again, because people want to, 
uh, not only get back to a, a feeling of normalcy, but um, but I think they they also really uh, it, the pandemic opened their eyes to how much they they rely on their relationships and in their associations to to make the connections they you know they they need to to be successful in their careers. Yeah, sure. Um, so, do you see? I guess any for you. I mean, we you talked a little bit about the. Um, you know, that we're all probably going to start doing more things virtual, um, you know, but overall, do you see the association business model changing at all? Or um, do you think we'll feel like we can kind of go back to pre, you know, pandemic uh, business models or continue in that respect? Yeah, I think they're going to be very similar to what we saw before. Uh, I, 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 you know, uh, besides things like like webinars and and, and more of these um, virtual roundtables and things like that, um, and, and even then, I don't I don't know how big of a change that is compared to all the conference calls we were on before. Now it just has video with it. So I, I you know, I, I I love listening to futurists and I love talking about how things are changing. I'm a change oriented person, but. Um, but I really don't see the the business model of associations changing all that dramatically. When, when I started in this business in 2007, I mean, all the talk was about how social media was going to, you know, change the association world and how we weren't going to be relevant anymore and all of that. And, you know, that obviously didn't play out. And, and I still think there's a, a really big role for associations um, as we move forward and as we come out of the pandemic. Um, especially so trade associations like ours, where a big piece of what we do is advocacy work. Um, mm -hmm. That's just something that that you know industries need. Um, that they need to have a voice in the capital, and and um, uh, uh, it's pretty hard to shake up that business model. So, I, I don't see I don't see a major shift in the way associations function. But I'm sure there'll be folks that are retooling how they assess their membership dues or um, how many revenue streams they they're looking to get to help support the organization maybe um you know some associations i know that have relied way too much on uh, a single revenue stream be it sponsorship revenue or membership dues you know i think we'll all be looking at at how we can make tweaks to um you know to protect ourselves a little bit when different things pop up but you know if i go back and look at, at this association or other associations i've managed before they've all been feeling a major impact from uh, from the COVID pandemic. So uh, I don't think that um, there's one key thing that, you know, we could have done differently that that would have helped us get through this better. So, yeah, I think to your point, though, you know, we've, as all of us have been in this, uh, you know, industry for a while, that there's always been things like you said, social media, right? And, and how is that going to impact the industry? I think the positive coming out of this is that it really accelerated a lot of change. Like we talked a lot about, oh, how is this impacting the or, our, our industry? Or do we need to think about new um, diversifying revenue? Um, do we need to think about what members, you know, our, our membership's gonna look like in the future? And it really made everybody kind of get serious about those discussions and do something about it, right? Like. And now we're having what I'll call blended meetings. So there is a virtual option for those that can't travel. So it's um, it forced us into that. And, and I see that as it was an opportunity and an opportunity to say, okay, we can actually do this and, and 
you know, move on things uh, quickly. I don't know, have you seen, what are your thoughts on, you know, kind of what opportunities you see coming out of this either for your organization or for your industry? Yeah, you know, I, I think, uh, uh, like you said, the, the, the virtual component of it is, is there and the blended meetings and whatnot. And, you know, for, for our organization, um, uh, I think we saw some change that, that will probably stick with, like um, you know, our committees tend to meet a little bit more often than they did in the past. And it's not always in person the day before the board meeting, like it always was before. Now it's, yeah. we can hop onto a quick call um, and, and we can get work done between board meetings, which, um, um, which is a little bit different for us. So, so there are certainly things like that, that I think, um, that I think will change, you know, another one that, that often escapes my mind just because of, of the business model I'm used to, I guess, is, um, the whole work from home, uh, aspect of, of what COVID has done to us. And, um, you know, for me, that's not a big deal because I guess, because before I came here, I was running national associations and I was traveling so much, like I'm somebody that always has my laptop at home or in an airport or in a hotel room or wherever I'm at. So it just wasn't a big deal, but I know it's a big cultural shift for some associations, um, to, to not be in the office, uh, uh behind your desk, talking to folks, um, um, but, uh, and I think that is another change that we're going to see have long lasting impact. I, I do think that you're going to see a lot of the flexible work environment and maybe it's a, you know, two days a week at home or three days a week at home or, or, or whatever it may be. Um, and that'll change, uh, in our association and it'll change in, um, in other associations too. But, um, but at the end of the day, I don't think the core or the heart of our business model uh, is, is going to change in terms of, um, you know, what we're delivering to our members, what our value proposition is for our members, um, and, and, and why we do what we do. Yeah, I, for some organizations, I know they've, um, the ability to work remote has also opened up an opportunity for them to hire folks that may not be right, you know, within 30 minutes of the office, right? So it does does give us that um, that lens to kind of look at it and be able to um, to recruit folks too. So I think that's, that's another positive. Um, so Bill, before, a couple of questions before I leave you for today. today. I know you're really busy, so um, I don't wanna keep you, but um, what are your thoughts on what leaders can do right now to position their organizations for success? Well, I think at least, at least for me, it's time to sit down and, and really do a strategic dive with our, our leadership. Um, and again, that's more, more for me perhaps than others, but uh, my guess is, is a lot of us have been treading water or just trying to keep our heads above water as an association. So our strategic plans at least need some, some dusting off. Um, coming in when I did, it would have been nearly impossible to, uh, to get a strategic plan put together. Um, and it's one of my goals. I mean, as a, as a leader, I'm somebody that, that, that um, uses a strategic plan as a roadmap for our association. And it helps me understand exactly what it is that, that my board and our, my leadership wants out of the staff team. Um, so um, I'm really excited to get going on that. And I, I think that um, it's probably, uh, uh, probably relevant to to say that most association execs are going to be, you know, taking a look at their strategic plans, what they need to do to, to refocus and reshape as they, as we come out of this, um, and that's probably the the, the number one thing. Um, I also think that um, 
perhaps this is some part of some some strategic plans, but um, you know how do how do we position ourselves right as we're coming out of this, as we're starting to meet in person again? Um, we can kind of use this as an opportunity to inspire perhaps people that weren't active in the association world before. Um, for me, it's going to, to hotels that uh, haven't been a part of our organization and talk about the great work that we did uh, during the pandemic and how we helped you know, every hotel in Wisconsin keep their lights on. And, and we're very proud of that. So I think there's, there's some opportunities there, but, um, but really I, I think uh, it's kind of hitting the reset button. I think there's, 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 there's a lot of excitement that goes along with that. And there's also some nerves that go with that. What does the future look like for us? So I think that that's a, a boat that most association executives are in right now. Yeah. Um, so I guess any final thoughts before um, we end for today? Yeah, you know, I think um, one thing I hate about talking about COVID so much is that it, it, it brings down the mood a little bit. But, you know, in the hospitality world, I just want to mention that that we're such a resilient industry. You know, when I when I was here years ago, when I started in 2007, I, I saw the big uh, uh, recession happen and I saw what happened to our uh, our lodging community then back then uh, it, it was terrible now now i call it devastation but the fact is if you walk into a property right now um and and you go in for an association event or or, or even for for leisure travel um you know the the the, the people there uh, almost always have a smile on and they're 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 well welcoming guests from everywhere and they're happy to be back to work um and and, and i think that's what i really love about this industry and i, and I think that's hopefully what uh what other association executives love about the in-person meeting experiences, uh, the, the service that you get, the, the the warmth that you get when you're with everybody, um, and you know the service that we can deliver as a, as a hotel industry. So uh, I'm really excited to get back to uh, to our, our next conference we're scheduling right now for uh, November, and we're knee deep in planning for that. Uh, and I'm sure a lot of our uh, my counterparts are in the same boat, but uh, really excited to see things start to pick up again in, in terms of association meetings. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I can't wait to get back out there too. I know, I think I will hopefully see you at uh, WSAE at the end of October. Um, yeah. So that'll be exciting to, to see everyone. So we're looking forward to that. <laughs> Can't wait. Can't wait. All right. Well, thanks so much, Bill. I really appreciate your time and insights today. Yeah. Thank you, Sherry. Thanks for having me. We hope you enjoyed this episode and discovered tips and information that will add value to your leadership style and your association. Dot.org Source specializes in positioning teams for success with solutions for technology, strategy, and marketing. Please contact us at info at orgsource.com or visit www.orgsource.com to find out how to keep your organization on track to Association 4.0.